0: Good afternoon,
1: fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm your Mourner and, of course, as usual, Aiden. I it, guys? Arsenal take on the Foxes and Arsenal take on the Reds. You know, first game against the Emirates uh, against Leicester. You know, no Jamie Vardy, a stat which quite shocked me. Um I don't know if you heard it uh, when they said, you know, Jamie Vardy, I think, is the, jo- like, the most guy to score past Arsenal. I think with, is it Wayne Rooney? I think it is. Because, I mean, everybody has scored probably most against us than any other Premier League team.
0: Yeah, I mean, also going into the game, uh, you know, nothing less of a victory method, uh, you know, with the top four is hotting up. Um, with regards to the match, for the first uh, one to ten minutes, uh, we were actually, you know, totally dominating. I was actually surprised that, that uh, almost like they were, almost like that set back, the way they were, you know, trying to sit deep try to absorb the pressure and I think we ended up just on like half swarming them and they were kind of drowning in the sort of uh pressure we were laying onto them. Um, I mean, I think that the big bonus for me was the thing that I'm always telling you about, um, you know, seeing faster, snappier passes and I mean, you could see they still were finding it difficult to deal with.
1: No, they definitely were. I think they they battled quite a, a bit to deal with our sleek movement and off the ball runs and you could just see that's one of those games where Arsenal were on it, and it was going to be a long day at the office for yep. Leicester.
0: Yeah, on 11 minutes breakthrough for Arsenal, um, from a corner, uh, a fantastic corner by Martinelli, I must say, because I mean, I've never seen him take one with that much bend. Uh, the Foxes seem to almost like too lazy to pick up players of the Arsenal, um, uh, allow Thomas Party to end up, you know, darting ahead of his marker, and I mean, just glance the ball in at the near post, so one all Arsenal.
1: Yeah, I was shocked, you know, just I mean. Leicester have been terrible this season at set-pieces, but I was shocked to see us you know, off the mark so early, and, and I thought, you know, this is our game to win, or game to lose, actually, now, if we're going to drop points.
0: Yeah, and in mean, the 18th minute, as Arsenal now start to grow in confidence. Uh, Thomas Party ends up seeing his shot in the, you know, just bending past Kasper Schmeichel and clipping the side of the post. I mean, even the key balls are motionless. So, I mean, Arsenal were, you know, on the ascendancy, you know, really kicking on, but then 24th minute, RV Barnes, you know, gets a tape shot off. But I mean, a kind of, also a warning sign not to be too complacent.
1: No, 100%. Especially with a two-goal lead. I mean, not two-goal lead, uh, a one-goal lead. I mean, anything can happen and... Yeah. Um, we've seen what, what Leicester can do if you give them you know uh, a sniff but yeah. I had to laugh you know we, we were talking about party and his shots uh, towards goal and everything in the previous episode. I mean he scores the header and it's a uh, you know a fitness's yeah. fired like are you kidding me? I don't remember the WhatsApp message you sent me at the halftime of the game but yeah I mean it, he actually looks a bit more calm. I think I mean of course he does everything. <laughs>
0: It's what I call the brain fart. Yeah, he sees the whites of the goals and he just says, I'm going to leave. So, yeah. then The 36th minute, uh, Albrighton gets a freaky, He ends up swinging it into the Arsenal box. Arsenal kind of look more flat-footed with the ball hitting, hitting slung into the box. Harvey Barnes ends up out jumping. actually the whole Arsenal defence and he's a bullet header at Ramsdale who fantastically palms the ball away for a corner which even brought a wow out of Brendan Rogers.
1: Yeah, no, that was an excellent save. Uh, I mean, you could even see that um, reaction of his when he had when the replay when, they yep. when he makes the save and you're like, yeah, oh, it was a wow save.
0: I mean, at, at first, I think the kind of the, the one co-commentator we had was kind of playing it down because he said it was all like, you know, it's a, like a standard save like for a goalkeeper. Then I, um, at, at half time when the pundits were talking, they were just saying, like where where they now like differ to the co-commentator because they said it's almost like a bullet here so you have almost like little to no time to react it's only like you have to just instinctively put your hand out and and you know do something because they said it might be you know it looks straightforward but they said your reaction time has to be very fast again else you go ball and all with it you know into the net
1: yeah no i mean we've seen that happen before a few times but you know brilliant save to keep arsenal in the game and i think you know, Ramsdale has done that a lot in games where, you know, he pulls off a sublime save where it could have made it, you know, 1 1 or, or even, you know, 1 yeah. 0 at the time to the opposition.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just before halftime, a last big chance goes to Soyun Chu, who ends up blasting over after good work down the flank. But I mean, we go into the halftime break, 1 0 up.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I know. I was just hoping that we would get that second goal because. You know, my my head was already thinking. You know, um, Arsenal. Just if we win here, you know, we we go back. You know, top of of, of United as well as you know,
0: um, building a gap between Spurs as well. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just recall at one point it could be even the half-time break with one of the pundits was saying this was going to be well, like the must win game of like, the weekend for us because they just said like, look with it that. I mean I hate saying it also, but I mean they were also talking down the lines of you don't want to also go into say the the, the Wednesday the Wednesday game against Liverpool, uh, you know, coming off a, a lesser defeat. So you said rather get that point to the bag, then you know you got to, you're going into the the Liverpool game with, you know, the games in hand plus a lead over um uh, Man United. So I think that was in a way minds and mindset and it kind of made me somewhat, you know, content hearing like an ex-pro and an ex-coach talking down those lines. But I mean, back to the match again, Arsenal continue where they left off. Came still on the edge, of course, being one or up. Then uh, 51st-minute Saka ends up seeing shot saved by Casper Schmeichel as Arsenal now, you know, pushing for the second. Then 55th-minute Ben White, I mean, I don't know if it brought back days of, of, of his Leeds career where he lets fly from, I think, just outside of the box. And I mean, Kasper Schmeichel has end up, you know, pulling off top corner uh, catch.
1: Yeah, I know. I thought that what was going in.
0: Because I don't know if you ever, have you ever seen that? I don't think it was for Leeds or for Brighton, where he, he just runs from, I think, just in, like inside the, the half of the opponent. And nobody is tackling him and he keeps on running. And then he just lets fly from about 25 yards and the Rockets in the top corner.
1: No, I haven't actually seen that one. I was actually going to have a look.
0: It reminds me a bit of company's goal, you know, in the title race when they were running down for the title. We just also, let's fly. I don't know
1: Ironically, a... against Leicester as okay, well. Was... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, 55th win. I mean, it was also kind of crazy minute because oh, just after that save, Arsenal win the ball again, back from uh, Leicester trying to get the ball out. Uh, party then, you know, ends up with a goal and Then, I mean, it's end up clear... Off the line, but I mean, VAR then gets brought into play in a VAR checkers call, as in, uh, you know, a judge that in ended up ending, ending the ball, penalty
2: given for Arsenal.
0: Aidan, you there?
1: Yeah, no, sorry, it, it was it cut out a bit, but I, I kind of got the gist of what you were saying with the with a VAR and parties header that was, you know, flicked the the fingers of, of, of was it, so so yeah. into Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah the, no, I think it was a penalty.
0: Yeah. So, like it ends up slipping up after somewhat mind games by Kasper Schmeichel. But I mean, he ends up eating the ball, eyeing to the roof of the net, 2 0 Arsenal. And I mean, of, of course, Kasper Schmeichel, like his father, goes on a r- post uh, goal rant.
1: Yeah, I know, it's... I mean, he was saying that, but um, like, it stopped or something like that. But, I mean, you know, penalties are taken like that these days. Anyway, I mean, you look at anybody now taking it. But, you know, I was happy that, luck like I it found the net because I think he's one of the players that has been actually working really hard. Yeah.
0: Then, 65th minute, Albrighton sees his goal run if it you know, blocked by the Arsenal defence because I think they also knew they had to, now, you know, get some sort of protection also going because I think that last, you know, uh, quarter of the game, they're going to, Lester were also going to, you know, really pile on the pressure. In yeah, Nacho then, 72nd minute, ends up unleashing a left foot rising drive, which Ramsdale went just to claw and grab on an old too. So Arsenal ended up making those switches. So the eighth minute, Smith Rowe coming on for Martinelli. I mean, I think in this game, I don't know if you and I always been mentioning, but I mean, for me, Martinelli, he, he was doing certain things, but. There was also a period in the game where he drifted out where he almost like, didn't even hear his name being talked about or he was either losing the ball or not getting the ball pass out to him.
1: Yeah, I know. He sometimes just tries to do... It's as, as in those games where he goes in and out of it when he tries to do too much when he's in it, which kind of, you know, causes a bit of a problem sometimes for us.
0: Then at the second minute, uh, Emil Smithrow uh, sits sucker through. The shot gets blocked. The follow-up then, of course... Uh, I think it was somebody ended up just kind of uh, clearing it and then, you know, just belting it forward. But I mean, also, they almost are kind of spring also uh, you know, these little traps for Leicester to eat counters on. Then 85th minute, Pepe comes on for Saka. I think Saka, I mean, I don't know how you see it, but sometimes it looks like Arteta plays him almost like close to, you know, into the ground, really. And then, like, only through something like that, like an injury, or when he cramps up really bad, then they make the change. And I think, I mean, you can actually save yourself a bit of, you know, like strain or pressure or headache. Because I just think sometimes, even when it's 15 or 20 minutes ago, when you get, you, I mean, you do see that sort of drop in, in, in quality by a sucker, where, where, you know, when he's really tiring, where he's not, be, you know, he's not beating the man anymore, he's more predictable with his, footwork and his, uh, you know, decision making, then I think that is the time when you throw on somebody like Pepe, you know, or even, say, you switch as well, out wide, and you make a, a central type of a, a change, but just try to mix things up, because I think that is when you actually get almost like way better quality out of him, when you know, okay, he's run his race, he can go, you know, he fights another day in the next week, so, you know, kind of chop things up as well, I don't know I mean, how you would see things.
1: Yeah, no, I, I just think, you know, there's no point in playing somebody in the ground. like and I think he's always getting kicked also and things like that. I mean, like, you know, 2-0 up, I think, with with your eye on Liverpool, I think you should have come off, you know, at maybe 70, 75th yeah, minute, yeah. you know. Let Pepe get his legs stretched. Because I don't know what Pepe needs to do to get a start.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, we're my, my guess-up, so at the eighth minute with Nketiah coming on, uh, for luck is it. Um, if the players, you know, end up controlling the game and see the, the match out, three points for Arsenal and we move on to last night's match at the Emirates, Arsenal versus Liverpool, fourth versus second.
1: Yeah, what a game. I think, you know, it's, the game really excited me because there was a, a lot riding on the line for both teams. You know, Liverpool are coming there and they, they weren't going to sit to defend because they needed to come in and, and, and take, you know, close the gap to Man City. And Arsenal, on the other hand, you know, are ready for the top four, brimming with confidence. So it was always going to be a good game. And then when the lineup came out and you saw no Salah or Salah on the bench, you thought, you know, maybe this could be a good opportunity for us.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the match kicks off. And I mean, immediately, Low will come, you know, flying out to the traps. Uh, Ramsdale ends up flapping at the cross from, from Trent to Alexander Arnold. Uh, Robertson ends up winning the ball again and flings the ball into the box, winning a corner off Saka. The ensuing corner, Arsenal, again still look somewhat, you know, asleep. Uh, Van Dijk ends up getting the run on the Arsenal defence and ends the ball at goal from the corner. Ramsdale ends up forcing into a fantastic save at the lower, uh, left side of his post.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I thought, you know, I, and the game started like that. I was like, oh, wow, what a night.
0: Yeah, I mean, my stomach was already flashing back to, or my mind was flashing back to that that game with the wolves when you when I told you with the barely sitting in the chair with a drink and you just hear the, <laughs> the crowd going like, "What the goal?" <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, early warning signs for Arsenal. I mean, of course, Arsenal immediately gave as good as they got. Fourth minute, Odegaard ends up driving the team forward. Um, I I think you almost like you kind of starved the pass to Saka because. Yeah, it gave Robertson the, the chance to intercept, and I think just a bit of a, a firmer and a more diagonal pass. I think Saka would have gotten beyond the fullback, but I mean, Robertson, fantastic uh, left back, and I mean, he ends up seeing the danger and clearing. Uh,
1: you know, when you play against a team like Liverpool, you know, those type of chances you need to turn into something because mm-hmm. you know, they unfortunately, not unfortunately, uh, but like, fortunately, unfortunately, they are one of the. The better teams in the Premier League or best teams in the world, actually, at the moment, you know, in world football, and you actually can't give them, you know, once you get a snuff, you need to kind of punish.
0: Yeah, I fully agree, because I mean, it's, it's almost like when you play um uh, like Man City also, they're not going to give you that many chances, but I mean, if you do get a chance or whatever, you see that you punish them for it, I mean, of course, you're going to get the days when you see, you know, when, 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 say Man City or Liverpool get a tonking that it comes now and then. But I mean, most of the times when they do lose with the odd goal, it's because of a moment like that where you pick on a certain lapse in the concentration and you, you know, exploit it. And then, of course, you see it, you like, I want to say close up shop, but you control the game more where they have to take this sort of risk because you can see, I mean, like my, you know, what I was feeling already watching the game, they wasn't, (coughs) excuse me, they were sort of trying too much because they were almost like, in the third gear, but thinking, okay, they're going to get, us, get past us with that, you know, in that sort of mode of playing.
1: Yeah, I know. And I think Arsenal, you know, came into the game very nicely and also gave as good as they got. Like you said, you know, Odegaard pulling the strings. But I still felt, you know, we weren't, I can say, peppering their keeper <laughs> enough or, or giving their, their defence a lot to think about.
0: Yeah, because I mean, perfect point. Because I mean, this also leads me to a point that I actually jotted down. Because I felt, you know, when Liverpool were playing the ball out from defence, I thought our press was not really coordinated enough. Because
1: no, it was yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, because I mean, they ended up it, it was like just playing it was like little triangles either past. Martinelli or Saka or even it uh, when he was trying to push forward. And I mean, when you had at times Odegaard trying to make a, a sort of a run to to put. Alisson under pressure. Yeah. It was just lay the ball off easy because Laka wasn't doing a high press or, or Martinelli or Saka. So I gave him that option and I thought to myself, if we had done the sort of pressing that they that, that we were doing, against Leicester, where you almost like make it so tough that you're seeing people kicking the ball into touch. I mean, there were, I think you can actually count on your hand, there were, there were moments where Liverpool were giving almost like cheap throw-ins away because you could see they were cranking it up like that. But, over time, you can see you can and also physically keep up with it if you're not going to do it in a, a coordinated way. The
1: press. No, you can't. I mean, Odegaard was like you said, it. I was like sprinting like somebody is chasing somebody. And <laughs> I just thought to myself, this is not going to be sustainable for the full 90. Yeah,
0: yeah, I felt that too. Yeah, And then I mean, the 15th minute, or sorry, 18th minute, um, the you know, Martinelli, Trent Alexander-Arnold battle was, you know, starting to build into something spectacular. Yeah. Because the sort of, I mean, look, uh, Alexander Arnold is a player, you know, he's a very confidence type player. He's somebody, if he's on the attack, you know you're in trouble. But I mean, to see him actually at times panic and get skinned by Martinelli, I mean, for me, it it, warmed the heart because I was just thinking to myself, I mean, yeah, we can, this side is going to be the point to exploit. And I just think at times, like, you know, for me, it was a part negative thing. I just think we didn't. Uh, release him enough yeah. times down that flank because I don't know how many times I counted last night and I mean like watching the game where Trent ended up getting every time I don't know for what reason but he kept on getting sucked into you know where the, the right side centre back would be so every time he get in there did you see Martinelli was like shouting on his own on the touchline because there's nobody on him and I'm just thinking and every time we're trying to pass the ball either to sucker or go through the middle and I mean those sort of avenues were already blocked off
1: yeah, I know, like, if he had to give uh, Martinelli the ball, he could have drived quite nicely, you know, and, and like at one point, I think I remember when, when Alexander I didn't follow with his own feet or something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the 90th minute Liverpool's fluidity now slowly coming back also. Uh, Mane has, of course, a cheap dive to Winifred. He could ever allow allows play to go on. I mean, Arsenal started the whole fluid movement also going forward on the counter-attack. You know, as I said, giving as good as they get. Uh, Senten ends up shanking a ball wide, and I think a calmer head was needed, or you know, more, uh, you know, late off to the left or right side and let them fling the ball in because I just thought that was a real ambitious attempt which wasn't even on target. So, I mean, uh, you know, we go on 26 minutes, both sides, of course, cast each other out in a tough, contested battle. And I mean, you could see as well, like, you know, yeah, this one is taking a slug, this one is taking a slug, all the time the back and forth then minute Martinelli silence pass Alexander Arnold again uh but Liverpool of course get two more players around to add him and by the time he also looks up there's also no support in the box and there's also nobody you know playing off him to help him out so yeah this is something that that, that needs to also come right I mean look you know if you play anyone other than uh Liverpool or Man City and even maybe say Chelsea you can get away with it, but against teams like that, you need uh, like a body or a target man right there to look.
1: Yeah, you know, somebody to look at. Yeah, no, I agree. hundred percent. I think it's it's been lacking, you know. In know game, I think that's one of the things that uh, is is things something that we need to hopefully you know work on mm. in in the preseason or get a guy that we're able to do that because you know, it's all good and well, we have the hard workers, but we also need that person that's going to, you know, be there to get in the end of things.
0: Yeah, because as I said, I mean, you you, you will, <clears throat> excuse me, you will overlook it when, you, when you're when playing a Leicester or you're playing uh, Wolves or whatever, you can sometimes overlook it because there's certain points where you're controlling a game and your opponent is not really, uh, you know, picking up any runners you have or whatever, but if you're not going to have an actual target man in a game of this sort of profile or like, even with Bank City or something, I mean, Times when if you think back to the Man City game, there were moments when you actually needed a number nine, like a real number nine, that's penalty spot or six yard box in and around that area to, to uh, put away things. And we were just not doing that. Even when, when Tierney was flinging crosses also in that, that that City game, like later on, there was nobody to aim at. And I think that is also the that way that it kind of says it like a sore thumb in a game like last night.
1: Well, 100%. I think. Uh... If in order for us to get to the next level, we're going to need someone that's gonna, you know, like I said, get to the end of things. But also, is a deadly finisher because these half chances that you get in games are things that you need to put away. And if you're not going to do it, you're ultimately gonna can become unstuck against a side like Liverpool and Man City. Like you know, you can miss clear cut chances against, um, like you said, Leicester, or Wolves. But if you're not going to do it, if you're going to do it against Liverpool. Oh, Man City! You know you're not gonna ever get to that higher yeah. echelon. But to get in, wanna get into?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, 41st minute. Alexander Arnold ends up whooping across for Jota, and I mean, luckily Ben White was on the money because he ends up getting the ahead uh, of the the young. What was he, Spaniard or Jota?
1: Portuguese. Jota, Portuguese, yeah.
0: So 45th minute as we approach. Uh, there's also a frenetic period where first lucker as his shot blocked by uh, Fabinho, the ball ends up breaking, and from the counter-attack, Trent Alexander-Arnold ends up lofting the ball over the whole Arsenal defence. And I think the ball just ends up skidding past Mane's boot, because I think if he had controlled that ball just before or after, you would have probably had that ball smashed, you know, right through Ramsey probably, because, I mean, he normally has that knack against us also. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, the second half, 47 minutes. Mane ends up meeting the ball, but, I mean, of course, he's flagged offside, and again, Arsenal... This was also very concerning for me again you know coming out to a half and again almost like half asleep because i mean like everybody kind of switched off of course I was almost like too excited to you know to to go ahead of of the last arsenal man but i just think myself i mean they used to be already alert from the second half already
1: yeah i know warning signs went up for me because I, it's like you knew liverpool were going to come with the kitchen sink in the second half and you know that. That chance said they that they was in the back of their net, you kind of knew, like, okay, you know, they 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 are coming for
0: us now. Then for the ninth minute, I mean, for me it was a fantastic moment to watch. Martinelli ends up skipping past Alexander Arnold. And then I mean, just when I thought he's over and done with his trickery, ends up not making Jordan Anderson.
1: Yeah.
0: Looks up, and then I mean, this is what I mean, this is another point that I was now making. It hurts me at times because there was uh, no target, man. And I mean, there was no players appealing off the markets of Arsenal. So it gave him... Because now it's like a kind of a failed pass what he did. But it's because there's no support for him.
1: Yeah, no, know. And, and like you said, that's why we need that number nine proper out-and-out striker that's going to get into the edge of things and you know, can dart in front of the runner. And that's why sometimes I think to myself, why not you give Pepe maybe a chance in that position? Because yeah. he is quite pacey and, you know, he can finish. I know he sometimes can be wasteful, but, you know, maybe it's a good runner for me. He, he puts things in the back of the net.
0: Yeah. Then, for the first minute, I mean, for me, like personally, fellow like Gunas, or you feel, I mean, for me, huge turning point in the match. Thiago ends up misplacing a back pass. Luckily, intercepts and takes the ball just, you know, wide from Alisson, almost like luring away from goal. Then, I mean, the Frenchman ends up laying the ball off to Odegaard, who I thought, was going to strike the ball first time with no goalkeeper in. Because they just had two guys on the right side of the post as you're looking at the Liverpool goal. And I thought he was going to now bend it to the left corner. And I mean, he ends up taking an extra touch. And I mean, for me, that wasn't like a killer moment because, I mean, he ends up taking the first, uh, you know, the first touch. And I mean, just taking that first touch, Alisson was already on his feet and, uh, you know, spreading himself across the goal. And by the time uh, Odegaard lets fly with a shot, Ends up flicking off Allison's forearm and goes for a corner. I mean, you know, in a game like this, I mean, you could could see it also, more like the pain in Odegaard's face because he knew he screwed up there. But I mean, for me, this is the thing that that was was almost like the golden opportunity to put this game really on its head.
1: I 100% agree with you. Because um, I think if... If they had to go in, Liverpool's had to. would have had to open the game completely yeah, because yeah. they would have chased the game. They would have had to chase it. And I do feel, you know, like I said as well, should have maybe rounded the keeper better and you know slotted it in. Or if he was a bit more informed, you know, remember that goal he scored similar to, oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. in that situation against Liverpool, and, and you wonder, you know, uh, if a, a striker with more confidence would have taken that yeah. on himself. That you know, yeah.
0: That's true. And I mean, for most parts, as I said, now that Liverpool playing in third gear. But I mean, at me, that, that scale, just kick Liverpool into that fourth and fifth gear. You sound going.
1: Yeah, the, it went a bit there. Does uh, after you said about that? Yeah, what the real scare for Liverpool would kick them into gear? Yeah. So
0: I mean, of course, Liverpool already looked in a more scary form. The, the passing looks more clinical than and I mean then I honestly I started now worrying about Arsenal because then 54th minute, Thiago sent Jota through the Arsenal right flank. Jota steadies himself and I mean just let's fly with a left footed drive. The ball beats Ramsdale at his near post. And I mean Liverpool just drains like the life out of me because I mean seeing all the errors leading up to the goal. Besides, of course, that, era, which I found also era of oh god with Messina Chance, I mean, for me, Cedric you know, is almost like a no, land, no man's land with a with the whole move, because he's first trying to close down Thiago, then, of course, he starts second-guessing himself, and decides to drop to go to Jota, and I mean, by that time, Jota's already got a good run on him already, and I mean, for me, this is where, where besides now Ramsdale making a real bad error. Um, I also felt that, that you know, somebody like Saka could have actually helped Cedric more, because for me, no way a right back is supposed to be in a situation like that where he's, you know, it was like he don't know if he must. he's between the devil and the deep blue sea because he don't know whether he must, uh, you know, track somebody like Thiago approaching him with a ball or somebody that's just dropping off his shoulder and nobody's like helping him from the midfielders, nobody's helping him from like the wingers, and the defense also not kind of doubling up or anything. So it's more like just gave free range on our goal with a chance like that.
1: Yeah, I know it was it was a cut-ranging feeling when when they had to do that ball in the net from that angle. I was like, huh? Yeah. How? And I, then yeah, yeah. you know this year's shot there again. He just shot there just can't stop scoring against us. And I think
0: his record is going almost like the same way. I like, don't know what's the like what he's going you know? Like the way he's like the
1: amount
0: of goals he scored against us.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I can think last season scored two. I mean, he, he just scores for five decades. And even for Wolves, he used to be a third on the other side.
0: Yeah. Then for 56, the sixth minute, Salah and Firmino come on. And I mean, this is <laughs> not also the difference when you look at the golf. I think, you know, what we should be aiming at. We have a sort of bench like that. Because, I mean, just a bit of a side note. Um, last week, they were in a, in talking about the Premier League wanting to bring in uh, five substitutes. And now, I, I mean... Immediately, I mean, I know in the beginning, I think I was a bit of a fan of it. It wasn't give, uh, it's not not actually the five sub thing, but when Arteta could also talk to the players in their the little COVID breaks that were there, but I mean, that aside now, uh, with, with regards to the five subs, for me, I would find it very unfair if you think of it, because you've got Man City at the end, they put two, it was like first team 11's, almost like out, you know, like they, they, even their bench looked like a squad that can beat just about anybody. So. Yeah. I think that would almost like give them even a, a bigger sort of advantage over everybody in the league if you're to do something like that. And that is the only thing that kind of puts me off of having something like the five sub rule back again. I mean, I don't know what your opinion is on the
1: matter. No, no, no. I, I don't want there to be five subs, unfortunately, because like you said, you know, you can basically do that whether they do a power as hockey or ice hockey way, they basically you know swap like a whole team. I mean, that's basically I mean, imagine that city side. I mean, are they planning on wanting to sign a guy like Ireland and, you know, yeah. whoever it is. I mean, imagine having players like that coming off and then, you know, a side like Burnley, you know, to suspect. But, I mean, what are they going to do with five subs? I mean, they yeah. can only probably handle about uh, 14, 15 quality players on their wage ball, And, I mean, the rest, you know, they can't. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's not going to... It'll only be in the favour of the club to have big cash to spend, so no thanks.
0: So, 62nd minute, uh, the sucker makes a kind of woeful clearance. I mean, I really thought he was going to just boot the ball into touch, and I mean, he ends up trying yeah, to also thought so. down the line, and it ends up, you know, getting blocked by Robertson. And I mean, I don't know the way the ball probably spun, it keeps the ball in play. Robertson is again fast to react to the ball, gets a perfect pass in, and I mean, for me, no it does a little side glance, pass into the Arsenal net, 2-0 Liverpool, and just like Jota, for me, you know, this, uh, becoming almost like, a scourge of the club again.
1: Yeah, I know. he I mean, since that two goals he scored in that, was it, 15-16 season, you know, where, where we were you're know, chasing the title as well, I mean, that I'll never forget that game where he just, you know, banged two goals out of nowhere, and I think yeah, like you said, that Atriq as well, he got against us. It's just, you know, non-stop Firmino goals against Arsenal, which is, you know, pretty annoying, actually.
0: That's why I mean, for me, with the regards to Firmino, it's always still on sweet to this day about that when he got people like Socrates Torreira stumbling and falling on the asses in the game. And then that was like the one goal We like you just saw a whole mess of Arsenal players on the ground. And I think the second goal, he ends up like no-looking the ball into the net. I mean, he, he, that guy always has
1: a neck to, to get behind the lines for us. I don't know how you can combat it. Yeah, no. I just hope we can one day get payback on Liverpool. Because, I mean, you know, at 2-0 down, you know. Yeah. It's as as not like, you know, I don't even remember that game when we threw three all at the Emirates when we were 2-0 down and then Xhaka, he said shot. Or I think it was Alexis okay. Sanchez gets the header. But, I mean, you know, there wasn't going to be that. Because I don't think this team has that. I am not say we don't have that attacking prowess, but we just don't have that killer instinct at the moment. You know, I think there was that free kick where Lacazette was on his heels when Odegaard tried to slip him through. Oh, you know, yes. uh, Alexis Sanchez maybe would have smashed that in, make it 2-1, and suddenly the game is, you know, back back on again. But, yeah. you know, Liverpool just had too much class, and I think there's always going to be an uphill battle to, to get back into the game.
2: Yeah,
0: then 67-minute Arsenal and then make the changes on Odegaard off. And I think also, I mean, like my personal take was, I think after that, that, that miss of Odegaard, I think he kind of lost his head a bit because he seemed almost like his mind was elsewhere after that. Bubble. And I think for for some parts also that last quarter of the game, Ramsdale's head also seemed gone for certain things because his clearance were getting charged down. He's somewhere then going straight into touch. And I think he's like everything, he looked a bit, you know, edgy because I think that 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 error with the first goal was playing in his head constantly. But it ends up blocking a smith arrow shot. But I mean, you could also see Arsenal were just desperate with whatever they were trying. Then Pepe comes on, 74th minute, on for Saka, And I mean, I think even then, and again, a point where I, I thought someone like Pepe should have come on even 65th minute already or 60th minute because by that time, I, there was a part, I think, just even after that that, that, that goal, the second goal of Liverpool, Saka was getting was like less involved. And I mean, that was like just getting past it way easier. He was barely then, you know, having a go at Robertson. He was only like having to defend more than to hold a Robertson and they at Bay. And I mean, for me, it was really becoming, you know, really concerning. Then, I mean, we end up making <laughs> the 80th one at comes on for luckers Then I'm thinking, like, OK, if... If Laka can't get through here, how is this guy going to come? with <laughs> even a shorter bolt than Laka? and he's coming up against these two giants in Matip and, and Van Dyke.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I would have, in my opinion, I would have maybe put Pepe on in the middle and kind of, you know, at, at even at, you know, when Laka, uh, you know, before Liverpool got the second, I would have tried something like Emil Smith-Rowe behind, like I mean, I mean, not behind Pepe, Saka and Martinelli and just have pure pace, you know, going forward, but, you know, ugh, wasn't to be, and I
0: mean, I mean, look, as, as much as we gave Arteta credit for that, that the fantastic subs he made in that uh, game against Wolves to, you know, to push on for the winner, or the equaliser and the winner, I just think it's, it's games like this where, but but of, of course it's probably also like a learning curve for him. Because look, you've got now almost like the, the sort of balance of the core of the squad now. There's almost like some, you know, like when you see F1 also, and then you have to kind of fine tune the car until you get that, you know, just the right balance to, you know, really push forward. And I think this team needs this, almost like a sort of fine tuning over probably the summer where you can, because I mean, look, look as disappointed as we all are, I think you it's a sort of defeat where you have to you know, take it on the chin and know, to, you know you're going to come back and fight in another day because uh, it's not like Liverpool uh, and, and, and um, Man City, they're almost like a cut above the wrist at the moment.
1: Yeah, I know. They are definitely are. And you can see it. It's a, do- a huge golf in class at the moment. It's almost really- like Arsenal and United off, you know, yesterday yeah. when we had Ferguson and Wenger starting. Off. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, look, like, West, uh, Last night, I know, look, well, my son was really cut up with, with the, the defeat. But I mean, I was just telling him, look, there was also periods where Liverpool, Liverpool couldn't beat us for years while they were trying to put their team together. Yeah. And with, with Man City, when only when money came in, that is when they became competitive enough to beat them. Because I said, we would tom them home and away like 5-0 or 5-1 every season. But even yeah. the last team before, even like the Vega day. So I just said, look, it's not like you have to take it on the chin, but I mean, you can see if I'm mean, like, especially now, the new generation Arsenal fans, you can actually see E something growing and something building in this team. The camaraderie, the, the playing style looks almost like way clearer. And you know, I th- honestly, I mean, I really think this team is like two to three signings away, maybe even four, of being you know, a little special year in Arsenal's history. I mean, that's like just my take now.
1: Yeah, no, I agree 100% to you because if you look at it, um. It's kind of reminding me of that, not exactly, but remember when when Klopp took over Liverpool, they, they weren't, you know, really there that first season. Second season, I think also, you know, I, I think he probably just scraped into top four. But I mean, you know, they, it was a progression of where they are today. It wasn't the case of, you know, they had to sign Van Dijk. Then they, well, they signed Sa- Mane the one season. Then they signed Salah. Then they got um, Van Dyke and Alisson. And then, you know, then it was this guy. Then it was this guy. You know, it's the same like Arsenal now. I mean, you know, yeah. maybe next season we'll be up a notch. You know, maybe we'll be there and there about for the title challenge. But I think it's getting into the top four, which is going to be the crucial thing.
0: Because, I mean, if you think, look, Klopp took about four years to put this team together. Arteta's doing it in roughly half the time. And, I mean, he's you can see he's getting somewhere. And, I mean, as much as myself, in the way, in the beginning, also have criticized and... You and I mean, I'm sure many of the Arsenal fan base. We haven't also just jumped on the, you know, Arteta out or, you know, whatever type of, of bandwagon. But I mean, you can see now, finally, now that you got rid of like, I would say dead wood, but I mean, those were just not offering much, but earning a lot, you know, getting them off the wage ball and, and now you always like see a sort of clearer picture in the horizon. Now we, you can see, okay, we now slowly starting to reach the sort of target we
1: you know want to go for yeah i know it, it i think we, we we're getting there and i think you know we just need to be patient yeah and you know get behind the team at the moment yeah. i mean it's, it's unfortunate you know you you want to beat liverpool but or even a draw but you know if you look at where they are and and the win draw loss ratio yeah. you know it's 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 just one of those things you have to take on the chin and move
0: on you know yeah so, you know, we're moving out into the weekend's game. I mean, one of the games that Octet that was actually, you know, upset about because, I mean, we've got now an early kickoff for the Saturday, um, you know, early afternoon, uh, which is going to also play out the same next month when we have to play Chelsea and Man United back to back over like a Thursday and a Saturday again you know, early game. Um, a game where, like, with regards to the Aston Villa Arsenal game, uh, it's a game also where I think. Uh, my personal take, uh, I think changes are going to be needed because I just think to myself, maybe not like because of bad performance, but I, I think maybe almost like a fresher mindset to come in. Like, you know, where you have Saka maybe, you know, change that or Because, I mean, look, I wouldn't want to tinker too much with the team in general, but I mean, in certain aspects of the, you know, especially the players that are doing those odd odd miles in the game. I think that we have to be cautious with, you know, with the players. And I also think, you know, look, Aston Villa have been also a mishmash season. But I mean, the, the, the key players, I mean, like John McGinn, Douglas Luiz and Matty Cash. And I mean, that is now the three key midfield players in the the midfield that Gerard has. And I think that to almost like bypass them and even to to really control the game, you have to almost like boss all three of these guys because they are like the linchpins of that team. And I just think of myself, then I would rather keep, you know, say, someone like Party and Xhaka, because I wouldn't really take that risk with, say, something like someone like Lakonga into play against No, 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 no. But feel free like that. I wouldn't do that. But I, I think we really need to, you know, you know, chop things up a bit and, you know, kind of also give Saka almost like a little run out where he gives like maybe 20, 25 minutes. But I mean, he gets a a decent rest also because I think you don't want to be playing somebody like him or even somebody like Martinelli. You don't want to play them into the ground with even bigger games coming up because I mean, I still think the tough and away game is going to be vital the, and that the thing is not even given out is the fixture date for that. And then of course, uh, the penultimate games of the season that was with uh, Chelsea and Man United.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely um hope that Pepe gets a start and I keep hopping on it but I think yeah, you know, he needs to get the start. You know, even Emile Smith-Rowe could get the start, and yeah. you know, I, I know you should rest Saka, but you know, maybe try Pepe up the you know, up the middle, or even meals Smith-Rowe up the middle, and then you know, you can still squeeze Saka in. You know, if need be, but you know, like you said, you don't want to be playing him into the ground too much. So you know, either if you start Saka, you know, you give him kind of a 60 minutes, and then you give him a half oh, an
0: hour break. Was he also like you know what you know just mentioned? Uh, even giving somebody say like. Luck is it also a break where yeah. You've got, and you can try uh, say a false nine because you you know somebody like 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 Smith Rowe, he's got the legs to beat the last man. If he you know he gets played yeah. through, because I think it's just something needs to be freshened up a bit. I think they are. Like, I mean, they it's been a fantastic run, you know, like a six-game run, but I just think now also you need, that body's also getting a tired. Need to be freshened up. That, you know, honestly, I just hope that, that Tommy Yasu can also. Come back, you know, so, uh, look, uh, of course, the person don't also want the person to, uh, to come back way sooner, but you also want to have that sort of, uh, you know, we said, not that Senegal's been doing anything, you know, that bad or that wrong, but I just think something also needs to be freshened up there. Tavares, I mean, I think at times T N has been doing okay, but also I think the West Ham, sorry, the Aston Villa game, as, as we also have to be cautious because you do want one them to, you know, spring certain traps on us. Because, I mean, I think you, you have to really work through the sort of you know, changes that comes through, like to keep the squad fresh, but you don't know, make all that little fine tinkering, not massive changes.
1: Yeah, no, I agree 100% with you with that.
0: So, um, before we end off the podcast, the only talking point I have is there's an international break coming up after the Aston Villa game. So, the Aston Villa game is, I believe, the 19th of March. And then our next game is only going to be on the 4th of April against Crystal Palace. So, um, I mean, of course, Aiden and myself so like, will discuss how we're going to do it after the, you know, after the Aston Villa game the weekend, whether we're now squeezing something, you know, as a filler between uh, the, the matches over the international break. So, I don't know, I mean, I know I haven't discussed it with you personally, but I mean, we can discuss maybe maybe like, while we're on live here.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I think, you know, I, mean, I think we can just maybe discuss the, the Aston Villa game in the next um, next week yeah. and then, you know, we can possibly do the the upcoming game to Palace the next week. So it will be, you know, episode, content, you know, may not be as long as the one we have now, but it will be, you know, just to kind of, you know, keep us, you know, where we are. I mean, game against Villa and then the next game against, you know, upcoming game against Palace and then, you know, we're
0: playing again. Yeah, I mean, I think we can also maybe do some analysis of things or players or yeah. you know, sort of, as well. As. Okay, yeah. guys, take care. Enjoy the weekend, Aiden. You and your family, take care. Uh, yourself. You too, as well. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.
2: Bye. Bye. Um, yeah.